Hello, and welcome to the Accepted Authority, where we help you solve a common consulting growth challenge. As always, I'm with Greg Roweth. G'day, Greg. G'day, Andy. Good to be here. Excellent. And as always, we've got an interesting growth challenge that is often coming up for a lot of our clients, and hopefully you might find the same. Today, we're going to talk about how do you build trust in a world where it's increasingly digital? A couple of episodes ago, we talked about the impact of a Gartner study, the 2025 future of B2B sales. And one of the findings was that 75% of uh, research is done before they even speak to a salesperson, a human being. So it got us thinking about, well, if that's the case, there must be some ways that we can seek to build those relationships when we're not actually seeing people face-to-face and the traditional networking model isn't as viable as it used to be for different reasons. So I think it'd be great to just focus on some of the key key ways that we've learned around how we build trust sort of virtually or digitally and, and how you can apply them to your own business and your own endeavors. So Greg, where do you want to start? Yeah. Well, thanks Andy. Um, well, I think as you say, you know, a lot of the, well, foundational elements of trust or traditional ways that we've um, applied trust have been eroded. Um, you know, we've had lots of examples of, you know, institutionalised trust where, um, you, know, they've, you know, the basis of trust has been destroyed by the behaviour of people in those institutions, you know, from politicians to priests and even teachers you know it's a whole challenging aspect of um, you know where society is going now so traditionally you know the areas of trust uh, are harder to achieve and uh, you know and there's (laughs) I mean one of the hardest areas to achieve trust has been in a you know a selling role and you know salespeople traditionally don't have a lot of trust going in um, as consultants um, and professionals, perhaps there's been a higher level of trust uh, applied, um, particularly you know, when most of our sales come through referrals, then yeah. there's an established level of trust that's almost transferred from the relationship we have and that our potential client has with the referrer. Um, but you know, often so many of our conversations these days are with people who aren't referred to us. You know, they've come to us through some type of marketing or, um, you know, somehow we find ourselves in front of someone um, that hasn't been referred to us but needs our services. But in that situation, um, we don't have the same level of trust that we would have had in a referral um, situation. So I find trying to sell to people in that situation without the same level of trust to start with is makes that a very problematic situation. And uh, so therefore we need to look at, well, how do we build trust as a system, you know, rather than assume that trust will be given to us on, you know, the basis of what we're used to achieving it by. Yes. I think what you're saying it rings so true, Greg. I mean, the one of the the challenges that goes with building trust is the amount of competitors we have in the space. And mm. um, 
I was reading a, a report the other day, I think it was IBIS World, and there's 2 million solo consultancy consultant mm. operators in the UK alone. Wow. 2 million. Mm. And obviously that means that there's a lot of noise, a lot of attention, mm. and we know that referrals aren't scalable. So if we can start to think about, as you see, I love that, how you've said that about a system to be able to generate this trust Perhaps if we if we go back a step and think mm. about what is what's the buyer journey now look like, and we know that really it starts with probably our LinkedIn profile, mm. and then the website that we have of our business, and those are almost like the two key sort of areas. Maybe there's a Google search involved mm-hmm. that looks to some material. Yeah, but do you feel like that's a good place to start around? Well, if we if we're not going to be able to be in front of the person face to face and have a natural relationship. Mm. Yeah. What are some, you know, what are, what's almost like a toolkit or some, 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 uh, some ideas that, that we can start to think about when we are, you know, when we, we can sort of start to build this trust. Yeah. And you've mentioned probably the three most important areas that we can either establish or destroy trust. And um, <laughs> um, I think even, even with a referral, the typical thing that someone will do, even when someone's referred us to them, is they'll go to our website or our LinkedIn profile or they'll Google us, you know, to find out more about us before they come into a sales meeting. And, you know, as I said, it, it's a place where we can destroy trust <laughs> because if they see our website and it is 10 years old, um, you know, out of date is you know, unprofessional, then that trust is, you know, eroded. Um, you know, maybe not damaged totally beyond all all hope, but, you know, people are going to start to have doubts about, well, how professional are they? You know, they, their website's not even up to date. Can't even see them on their website. You know, another pet hate of mine is, uh, having a professional service w- firm website where you can't see who's behind it, you know, who are the people running this business. Um, people don't do business with firms, they do business with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so your firm and, uh, you know, and the way you present the firm needs to show who are the people behind the firm, who, who are the people that I'm going to be engaged with. And, you know, how can I trust a firm that doesn't have someone standing behind it and saying proudly, this is who we are and what we do. Here are our values that we operate by. Um, so, yeah, your website's important in that. LinkedIn profile is probably, if not, you know, the next closest, maybe even the more, more likely place people are going to look you up these days. Um, so your LinkedIn profile needs to be, appropriate and professional and you know i see a lot of people potentially damaging their credibility and destroying trust by having a linkedin profile that looks like a cv instead of adding value you know so if your linkedin profile is all about you as crazy as that sounds (laughs) you're actually damaging trust and eroding your credibility because your clients want to see who you are in relevance to them, you know, not, you know, so how do I, if I go to a LinkedIn profile, I want to know how does that person 
have any value to me. So if all they're talking about is their experience, their background, um, you know, what their interests are, and I can't see any relevance to me in that situation, then, again, some of that trust is eroded. And, again, if I Google somebody and I can't find them on Google or, um, you know, I can't see anything they've written, anything they've, you know, any um, videos, um, any content that they've produced that establishes some sort of credibility, I've got to wonder, well, who are they? What are, you know, what are they contributing in the space? So if they're not, you know, doing things to establish some sort of thought leadership or some level of opinion that I can see that, you know, something that they stand for, then again, I've got to wonder, you know, are they really credible? So I think those are the you know three really important areas to systemize. And I'll come back to that word. You know, we want to be systemizing our process of building trust. And we can do that by focusing on, you know, how do we show up on Google? What's our LinkedIn profile like? And what are we saying on our website that you know has has value to the client? And you know, I say value deliberately because it's not about showing who we are, but it's showing our value to the client. And when we show value to the client, we build trust. Yes. And one of the one of the biggest opportunities that anyone can can take advantage of is curating a LinkedIn strategy that builds trust from day one. As soon as you connect someone, everyone has the opportunity to build trust over three months, six months, 12 months, mm. 24 months and beyond because the way that I see the opportunity, the website is fairly static. It's going to be there. It's, it's, had, it's been there for a while. Yes, we can add content on there and that's definitely, used, that's definitely appropriate. But I see LinkedIn as a way for you to be in the uh, show up every day in the, uh, in, the, in the feed of your lead or your prospect or your clients or your community and talking about the things that matter to them. And I've noticed it just over the last month in particular, I've changed my tactic. Uh, previously, I was, I guess I was just telling, this is how mm. it's got to be. Mm. Just tweaked it slightly where my content now is, it's, it's th- it tries to provoke some thought but also it actually outlines in sort of fairly simple terms my approach to certain things. And I've, I've found that the feedback that I've got as a result of that has been I've really I've been following your content and it's been educating me. In fact, there was a video just the other day and that's what the comments were. You know, thanks for sharing your expertise. But I did it in a way that, that highlighted, it, you know, highlighted these sort of key issues. So you've almost got those, you've got that, that kind of, three-pronged attack you've got your website uh you've got your linkedin profile but i feel like linkedin content um especially if you've met someone or if you're looking to build a connection with someone that's where you're going to get the uh you're going to make the deposits as someone said the other day you know if you make Mm. a deposit every every so often and you're not going to simply flog your product that's where that trust will help because you're seen as the guy you're seen as Mm. the guide i'll just sort of say that you're seen as someone who it is is there for their community 
is there to provide value. And if you can do that consistently, the results will come because it's almost like there's a, um, a, a quid pro. <laughs> I can't say that. What tell me, quid, <laughs> quid pro pro quo. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's a reciprocal, it's a, Mm. um, it's a reciprocal element, right? So if you continue to give it, give value, but not expect anything, then people can't help but wanting to support you in that. So that's sort of how I see trust is, is, you know, think about ways that you can develop a relationship through value. And again, LinkedIn is so powerful because there's different ways that you can create content now short form, long form, video, audio, um, you know, text post, images. There's so many different ways to get a message across. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Greg? Yeah, um, yeah, you're spot on, Andy. I think with the content on LinkedIn, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, we're told, you know, you've got to be on LinkedIn. You've got to be posting content on LinkedIn. But I see people falling into the trap of thinking, yeah, I've got a post on LinkedIn, and then their content is rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) The the quantity versus quality argument raises its head, and I think people are pressured into thinking, well, I've got to appear on LinkedIn with something every day, and consequently the quality of what's produced is really low. Um, So it's probably better that you have fewer pieces of content but higher quality content. Mm-hmm. And when I say higher quality content too, I think a lot of people you know, have low-level low content where it's just you know, a, like a meme or a, you know, a quote from somebody else <laughs> that they put on there. And uh, you know, that doesn't add much value for, in my p- perspective or in my opinion. Um, so... And again, the sort of content that you see a lot is, you know, um, five tips to, you know, solve a problem or the seven keys or the three secrets or, you know, so it's a, you know, we're we're told that lists of things, you know, get read. Um, Yeah, they might get read, but, you know, there's a difference between what I call information and transformation. And, you know, there's a lot of content that is informative, but it's not transformative. And as consultants, as thought leaders, as accepted authorities, we want our content to be transformative rather than just informative. You know, informative content's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't do us any good if someone reads our content and says, oh, that was interesting. I've learned a bit. Yeah. but they don't take any action. You know, we want to be transformative so that when people read our content or watch our videos, they take action. They, you know, they, they see that as, wow, I've learned something really important. I need to do something about that. You know, and yes. that, that's the level that we, we build trust, you know, information might you know, build some level of credibility, but to really build trust, we want people to 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 change their thinking, you know, to change their thinking and change their beliefs so they actually take action. When they yes. do that, 
because of our content. You know, they they don't do that unless they trust us. So, you know, to provide and build trust, our content needs to be transformative in its in its um, delivery and its approach, um, rather than you know a lot of the typical sort of content we see on LinkedIn. And I think that just to add to that too, the opportunity again that I um, I've been I've been dabbling in, but I'm going to commit to it. I'm saying on this podcast, so it has to it's going to happen. Is actually commenting. So um, I find that commenting is post. Uh, sorry, um, commenting is actually content. If you mm. think about it, yes. if you're able to provide almost many nuggets of your opinion, or simply just uh, you know get the conversation going, and that's that is in itself like I feel like that's its own section. Mm. You, you know, yes, you spend time creating your own um, curated content, but I think there's definitely the area that 95, 98% of people don't do is actually creating and commenting on not just your, your so your prospects, so your, but also your clients, um, people that are in the same bracket as you who um, have good, you know, good size followings, hashtags relevant to your industry. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it, it needs a whole section of your time on, commenting and it doesn't mean that you're spending eight hours every day because it's not sustainable but i think spending or dedicating a few hours a week just going in there and doing your again doing your deposits Mm. making an impact um creating some thoughtful uh almost like yeah thoughtful gold Mm. for other people to you know whether you you want to challenge someone's Mm. idea but essentially you're leaving those deposits. I think that's really the opportunity. It doesn't get talked about enough, mm. but if you're looking to build trust, then spending the time to find someone's post, think about something rather than not just saying, yeah, great, you know, thanks for sharing, but actually thinking about a thoughtful question or answer. Mm. That's going to, and you do that every day, five days a week for mm. uh, 12 months. The amount of people that I've connected with who have said that that's the way that they've built their community, they've built their trust mm. and their business. It, it just, it keeps popping up. So it's got to be the way forward, but it takes time. And you've got to, you've got to have the mindset that, you know, it's as, as important as writing that post. Um, yeah. I love that, yeah. Andy. It's yeah. Very good point. And uh, yeah, there's something that not many people are, are saying, you know, it's all about putting content on your profile, but definitely, commenting on other people's posts and, you know, without wanting to be provocative or um, objectionist, you know, if you do see something you disagree with, what's wrong with calling that out? And and I think that's, again, as, as an authority, you know, we have different opinions. You know, we, we, we take a stance on, on what we believe. So yeah. And there's going to be other people who have a difference of opinion um, there's nothing wrong with calling that out and saying, well, here's, you know, I don't see it that way. Here's how I see it. In fact, you know, going yeah. back 10 years probably now, um, I saw an article in a magazine, an online magazine, that you know, talked about 10, 10 ways to, and I disagree with eight of the, their points. <laughs> so I wrote a, an article you know, and submitted that the next day and said, here's my take on 
those eight points and I you know, made my point. Um, and, you know, that article got a lot of engagement, a lot of comments back and, you know, probably a spike on my website traffic um, because of that. But, yeah, you know, we have to take a stand, stand as, um, as an authority. And, uh, you know, when we take a stand and, and uh, aren't afraid to hold back on our, our opinion about things, then people start to take notice of us and, and you know, ideally want to know more about what we think. Yes, if it's good enough for um, Gary V. Mm-hmm. then I think uh, maybe not to the extent that, you know, he's, I think he's fairly obsessive with, um, mm. you know, good good luck to him. But I feel like for us um, who uh, just want to get some cadence going, I feel like, mm. yeah, that's a really key aspect. So really to sum up, mm. because we've covered some great stuff. So really yep. the conversation is around how do you build trust in this sort of digital world that we're moving into even more now, three areas that we covered really, the first thing is your, website it needs to be relevant it needs to focus on the challenges that your your prospect has um, but also uh, yeah keep, it needs to be a professional mm. so website is the first point of call and LinkedIn profile is the second make it about your prospect and not about you so think about how you can add value and the third piece is around commenting the best uh, you know a way that takes time and um, but definitely has it's a long game but it definitely had dividends is the commenting piece Mm. spend some time thinking about how you can make an impact and really it's your past to build your build trust and build your authority every day by uh, by commenting so Mm. anything you wanted to add to that yeah one final point i think yeah remiss to not have mentioned it earlier but but telling people our why you know is probably the most important thing that we can do to build trust because when people understand why we do things, you know, why we have the opinion we have, why we uh, are contributing in the way we try to contribute, then, you know, that establishes a baseline that is an incredible trust builder for us. So, um, you know, when people know our why, you know, they can align with our thinking and our understanding and, uh, and, you know, we build followers that way. And, uh, yeah, so making sure part of our exposure on our website, our, on LinkedIn, covers the why. You know, why are we doing it? What's our, you know, what's our purpose? What are our values? Um, and really helping people see where we're coming from and what we stand for. Love that, Greg. Very well put. So thank you for uh, your time and, and thanks for your for listening. Uh, we uh, this has been the accepted authority. So where can we find your group? We want to know more. Right. Yes. Um, well, on uh, my website, so businessflightpath.com, and a lot of content you'll find from me on LinkedIn, and hopefully some uh, some transformative content you'll find there. Just do a search for Greg Roworth on LinkedIn, and uh, yeah, there's plenty for you to read and and learn from uh, my content there. Excellent. And you can find me at, on LinkedIn at Andy Marmont and our website is concurve.com.au. This has been the Accepted Authority. Thanks so much for listening and for watching and we'll see you next time. Bye.